Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I don't even need to be this attractive. It's just icing. <laughs> uh, I'm Stephanie, and I'm bored in Birmingham because iZombie's not on. Aww. But we're watching iZombie, and we're rewatching. Yeah, rewatching, that'll, yeah, that's good enough. And we have all sorts of news today and a couple episodes to talk about, but we also have a guest with us. Uh, welcome to the show, Tia. <laughs> I was going to I was okay. going to make some sort of introduction about how I was Clive sitting at a stakeout and ate a bunch of donuts and everything but it just didn't go it didn't go right so, <laughs> so wipe the powder off yourself and uh we're going to get to business here. <laughs> uh do you want to uh, let everybody know what site you're affiliated with? Uh my name is Tia, and I am affiliated with uh, iZombie Support Group. You can find it on Twitter. Uh, type in www.izombiesupportgroup.com and find us there. It does sound like you, you know, you are a part of a support group when you would like introduce yourself like that. You know, it's like an Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> I mean, you have to create that comforting environment for everyone. <laughs> so, what what can you find on that site? You can find all sorts of things. We do news. We talk about when there were episodes. We talk about the episodes. We're talking about the Funko Pop dolls, the oh, conventions. Yeah. We even do a little bit of fan fiction, which I contribute to. So, oh, really? Is yeah. it <laughs> is it that kind of fan fiction, or is it just kind of fan fiction? <laughs> oh no, no, no. It, it, it's that kind of fan fiction sometimes. But although uh, me, and, <laughs> me and the head, the head guy Jonathan, I don't put as much on there. Just we, we want it to be uh, children friendly. So right, right, I don't I don't put everything on there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, we'll try not to be smutty on the podcast either. <laughs> right, right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> all right. Well, um, uh, I have all sorts of news this week, and uh, feel free to chime in whenever you want, Tia. Um, all right. You too, Steph. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, we'll get into the news here. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is, uh, we, there was this map that was released online and it was what shows are popular uh, on Netflix that are watched popular well, not the show popular, um, it, throughout the, the United States. And it turns out that a zombie is huge in Wyoming. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. With those, with those, Two thousand people. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Don't knock it. We're moving there. If if that, that looks like our mecca, Wyoming, so we're gonna we're gonna move there. Um, I I did want to mention uh, uh, our own state, Steph. Uh, Steph, uh, your state is big into Bloodline. <laughs> uh huh. That's your favorite Netflix show over there. My my state, Vermont. Our favorite Netflix show is uh, New Girl. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, around here we we really like the the Florida Keys, so mm, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's 
good show. Um, uh, Tia, you're from New York, right? Yep. Um, yep. So actually what's popular in New York, Connecticut, California, and Washington on Netflix is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> really? And you know, I have actually never watched that show before, so <laughs> it's not Seth popular with it. me. Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> oh, it's excellent. You know, the critics love it. It's a musical. For some reason, the CW is terrified of letting people know that their shows are musicals and have music in them. But, yeah. Yeah, remember the days when they used to, like, say, like, uh, the music in this this week's episode of Buffy is brought to you by... Yeah. They really publicized it. And now, well, like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, they they write the music. Like, it's Mm -hmm. written for that episode. I got to tell you, I'm subscribed to the YouTube channel for CW, and all I see are added to that channel are videos from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's like six more videos from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend have been uploaded. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Could you please put some My Zombie videos on there? Thanks. Hmm. Uh, But I guess they have like songs they can show off, you know, to get people. Yeah, it's high production. So it takes a lot to produce those videos every week. So they're Mm. trying to get their money's worth so uh, the CW president, uh, Mark Pedowitz, said uh, when it comes to Netflix, they really kind of keep an eye on what is being binge watched, binge watched. Uh, and that kind of also plays a small factor into what shows get renewed. And I wanted to kind of mention that because uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did get renewed um, this uh, this past week, along with, uh, of course, all the DC superhero shows, uh, Jane the Virgin and Supernatural, all their like full season uh, shows. Uh, all the mid season shows have not been announced uh, for renewal, um, and there's been some murmuring on Twitter that this is probably not going to happen until May. Um, but uh, the TCA Awards happened this uh, this week, and uh, they were talking a bit about that, and Raul Coley was talking about how there's just this really strange mix of people who come to iZombie. There are some people that come to it live every week. They watch it. They, twi- they tweet. Um, and then there's just some that like catch up with it on Netflix, and you can see them. They pop up if you just kind of search for iZombie on Twitter, like it seems like every day there's somebody going, Oh my God, I just watched Isaac. Just, oh, I get it now. Oh my God. You know? And then you're, there's the people are like, what's an eye zombie? Is that a new phone? <laughs> you know, so. to be honest, I, I was one of those fans at first, cause I remember when the first season came out and mm-hmm. I saw it at first. So I'm going to be real honest right now. I was not into <laughs> zombies at oh, yeah. all. Yeah. So I, when I saw I zombie and I was like, whatever, and then, and then I like watched Supernatural for the millionth time on on uh, Netflix, and needed something else to watch, and that popped up the first season. I go, okay, what the hell? <laughs> and you know, long story short, <laughs> there you go. So, mm-hmm. and then as I finished watching it, the second season was on live on TV, and then I started watching it weekly. So, nice. That's how I got into it. Um, well, I will just say that's good that you watch live and I want to actually, you know, stress to people listening, like watch the show live when it comes out. But since, uh, you know, Mr. Pedowitz is looking at these Netflix numbers, maybe do a rewatch on Netflix, maybe do two rewatches on Netflix, <laughs> maybe get, get all your family and friends to watch it on Netflix and catch up with it before uh, season three starts. Um, because at the TCA's, uh, 
uh, Diane Ruggiero Wright actually said that uh, those who wait to watch it on Netflix, they obviously don't dare to defy. Just <laughs> 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 hilarious because so that yeah. Uh, so, uh, all sorts of TCA news. Holy cow. We got a synopsis. They even got a sizzle reel out, but unfortunately they haven't released that yet. And I just want to scream out through the podcast to anybody who's listening, please release the sizzle reel already. We need to see it. Apparently there's uh we get, we get a lot of live on the dominatrix brain and, uh, oh. and, and oh. you get to see that uh, that new dynamic of uh, Clive being like officially on the team, you know, and knowing all about the zombie stuff and you know how that works. So really excited about seeing it. Um, the the gang all showed up um, for the panel, and they were all wearing buttons with Rob Thomas's face on them. <laughs> apparently, they were made by Mr. Robert Buckley, friend of the show. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. I want I want one of those buttons. Me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess this is where I'll get into the synopsis. I'll, uh, you know, there's different parts of the synopsis here, and we'll just kind of feel free to dip in. But um, here we go. All right. So uh, in the third season, Liv has discovered that there are more zombies living in Seattle than she previously believed. In fact, there is a private military contractor employing a small zombie army, and that army is preparing for the day humans learn of their existence. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so, so Fillmore Graves is, uh, is uh, maybe a, uh, a force to be reckoned with or maybe one that's going to uh, help our friends. I don't know. Probably a force to be reckoned with. Probably, probably it's not going to be bad. I this smells like initiative. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is not good. Uh, but uh, it goes on to the synopsis it says uh, Major finds a job and acceptance in this army. Um, and uh, there has been pictures snapped of him wearing like a uniform and with the word Lily White written on, you know, as on his uh, collar there or whatever lapel. Um. Uh, it says, Liv and Clive investigate the murder of a zombie family that may just set off an all-out zombie-human war. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Uh, the next one is, uh, has been high on my wish list in season one. Ravi's former boss at the Center for Disease Control shows up in Seattle to investigate the Max Rager massacre. Uh, my all-time hope was that it was this is going to be played by uh, Tina Majorino. Uh, who played Mac on Veronica Mars and that she was going to be like an ex-girlfriend of Ravi's. This will probably not happen, but it's been my wish. So. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you said, I thought you were, at first I thought you were saying that's what was going to happen. That's no. what you want to happen. Yeah. No, no. I've always hoped like, oh, they're going to, I hope they dip into Ravi's CDC past. Yeah. Um, and they, I hope it, they have plenty of room to elaborate on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going on, it says, Blaine finds living as a human with no memory of his evil past is more blessing than curse. Mm. Peyton, uh, Frank just let up, uh, Peyton pulls at a thread in one of her cases that may lead to the villain that's pulling all the strings. Ooh. And then it says, this season, Liv will eat the brains and take on the traits of a dominatrix, a jackass-style stuntman, an office gossip, a preschool teacher, a conspiracy theorist, a dungeon master, and many more. Oh, my oh. God. I can't wait for like, every <laughs> yeah, single one Yeah, it's going to be a great episodes. season. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that's, uh, that's, that's the synopsis. 
they kind of dig into it with the stuff that they mentioned during the panel. It, it, usually we do like one a whole episode on the TCA. At least we did that last year, Steph. But I'll try to go mm-hmm. faster this time. Um, so Rob said both both of seasons one and two there were big bads who were uh, Rob Thomas, excuse me. Uh, there were big bads who were pretty clearly doing awful things in both seasons. Ended up season one had a very cool showdown, like a gunfight at the OK Corral. And then season two topped that with a full-on traditional zombie movie at the end where they're trying to escape from zombies. This season, we wanted to do something very different. Um, So there are a lot of zombies walking around in the world and there are issues of, is it better to... Is it better to be a zombie? Are you a higher functioning creature? Is this the next step in evolution? And uh, these are... He says, which set off a lot of news reports, he said that these are issues... Um, that come up this year and hopefully it'll come up in season four. So he's already talking about season four, which made I, a lot of uh, internet bloggers go, oh my God, iZombie's already been renewed for season four. Like, no, 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 it's not like that. He's just saying this is what he's planning to do. Um, he said, the big mystery of season three is for the audience to try to figure out whose side Fillmore Graves is on, this, this ar- zombie army. Um, they just want to survive. Some willing to go further and live might think is necessary, but who's right? Um, that's a big part of the situation, but big part yeah, of the question. Cause, yeah. Cause it seems like it reminds me of the initiative mm-hmm. in Buffy. Like it starts out as being a good thing, but in the end, will it, by the end of the season, will it be the, the villain mm-hmm. of this, of the season? The initiative of course, in Buffy, uh, captured demons, and vampires and all sorts of creatures and put them in cells. But as it turned out, they were just trying to build a big Frankenstein monster, right? <laughs> so that turned out well. Um, so uh, 35 brains were presented to Rose and she only had one veto. And she's used that veto on Cat Lady Brain. Uh, the reason, she says, she's a dog person. And I just want a standing applause to Rose because, come on, cats are way overrated. I have cats. So. I do too, exactly. I know them well. And they're pains in the asses. Oh, oh, <laughs> and they hate they you. Are. They if secretly they... hate you. <laughs> oh, if they, I don't know, they got a funny way of showing that they hate me. They follow me around everywhere. I, <laughs> one of them, literally, I've been trying to push away this whole entire time to prevent him from getting up onto the keyboard and screwing mm. everything up. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rose said they thought it would be a great prank to play on me to pretend that there was this brain I had to eat where I was interacting with like seven cats. That was the one where I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've discussed dominatrix brain before. They also mentioned that the panel hot mess brain, which a hot mess is like a person that's hot, but is completely like klutzy, I guess. Um, Wouldn't that be, like, uh, most similar to... She was pretty much a hot mess when she drank... Not drank, wow. When she ate the brain of the drinker reporter lady. I mean, she was a real hot mess. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, They mentioned the father and teenage daughter brain, and um, they said it was going to be a challenge for Robert Buckley, who then replied and said, it wasn't a stretch at all. That's just who I am. (laughs) (laughs) They also mentioned the D&D brain, which um, Rose said it was 
the most favorite episode that they've ever done. That's her favorite out of all of them. And I think which one? The D and D brain, Dungeons and Dragons, the Dungeon Master. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, months ago, when I was like reporting on like they're filming now, they're you know, and this is what they've been saying on Twitter. There was one week where they were like, where all of them were like, that was the best day ever filming. So I cannot wait to see this episode. I just. Um, about the triangle, about that triangle. Uh, so they talked about Peyton and Ravi and Blaine and, uh, they didn't mention Frank, unfortunately. Um, Peyton said, he said, Peyton has good judgment with Ravi and bad with Blaine. Uh, David Anders says it's fun being less villainous. And Diane Rogerio Wright says, you're scarier when you're not evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they said that the love triangle is going to be heavily featured in the first half of the season. However, fans of evil, evil Blaine shouldn't lose hope. There's still some underlying nefariousness to him. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> worried when it, when they made him lose his memory, but maybe he did. I don't know. I still am not sure if he really did or not, but um, they talked about Clive a little bit. They said uh, Diane said that it was really tempting. They wanted they were thinking about keeping Clive in the dark forever, just simply for his reaction faces. Uh, anytime <laughs> Liv acts like weird, his face is great. Uh, she said now that um, Clive is in on it. Sometimes he plays along with it, and sometimes he can be put off by it. Sometimes he converses he converses with the brains in different ways. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> finally, they discussed a very important topic, which is hair. They discussed Raul Coley's hair and what products he uses. Oh, <laughs> what? I what, didn't. What they, they didn't actually mention that on Twitter okay. when I was taking notes. Um. Uh, and Robert Buckley said, as a couple on the topic of hair, it doesn't get better than Ravi and Peyton <laughs> and, uh, David Anders haircut guys. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I was at first scared when I saw the TCAs and I saw David Anders uh, hair and I go, no, but then I realized, aren't, aren't they finished filming? So he probably still has the crazy hair. He just cut it afterwards, you know? Yeah. yeah. He probably He's just He's giving his scalp time to breathe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I read on Twitter that actually filming did just finish like yesterday. Um, so maybe he was wrapped like a week or so early or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or it could be a season three hair. and We're just going to have to deal with that haircut. <laughs> well, maybe while he's while he's pretending to have amnesia and be good that he has to completely reinvent himself for Peyton or some crap like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe this, uh, maybe he gets drafted into this, uh, zombie army and he has to have the old military haircut. Oh, uh, just so you know, uh, I called it. I'm just going to put that little bookmark. I'm just going to say, yeah. I called that one. Yep. <laughs> All right, Robin. We'll uh, we'll make a note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, make a special page for it on, on your website, yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll watch it every week now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you should uh, be watching every week. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, the last bit of news is actually unrelated to this show, but it's related to Rose McIver. Rose is uh, coming back for uh, Once Upon a Time to play Tinkerbell. Um, so um, don't be worried, everybody. Uh, here's the facts. iZombie hasn't been renewed yet. Raul Coley has moved out of his apartment in Vancouver and is shaving his beard. And Rose McIver is going to Once Upon a Time to her guest role. But there's nothing to be worried about. <laughs> I don't want to panic anybody except for myself. Well, you know, David Anders, though, went back to Once Upon a Time to reprise his role as uh, Frankenstein, Dr. Whale. And so I think maybe, you know, there, she just got starring. It's fine. It's fine. No, yeah, nothing to fine. worry about. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Wait a minute. Once Upon a Time is still on? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I caught yeah, up, but I never watched this season. I don't, you know, I'm going to watch it on Netflix. I don't dare to defy to watch uh, Once Upon a Time. You're not daring to defy? <laughs> no, I don't. I like to binge that show. So, like, binge, second screen experience. I'm good. Um. And I don't know. I, I think the, uh, the and, and it's great because it's like there's a cliffhanger every episode, and you go next episode. <laughs> That's what I love about Netflix shows. You just keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, speaking of keep going, excellent segue, Robin. Um, <laughs> we should keep going on our rewatch, yep. and uh, we have you here to talk about Maternity Live and uh, Dead Air. Yes. So I'll just say, right up, ask you right up front, like, what made you want to uh, sign up for these episodes? Well, okay, I love Maternity Live. I think mm-hmm. she's great in the role of this motherly, nurturing. I mean, first of all, she's like offering to make Robbie a PB and J sandwich. I mean, that's just so <laughs> cute. I love it. I think it's great. And then, especially at the end of the episode where she gets all maternal on uh, that that guy you know about the baby and everything it's just oh, yeah. it's, it's like live in her prime she's just mm-hmm. stunning as it um so that that was really like maternity live was uh why i want to do that and dead and dead air is just so hilarious about she's seeing the brain of this woman who thinks that she knows everything but this woman is just as much unhinged and has, doesn't even have her life in order mm-hmm but things that she does and uh and of course there's like little you know segments of blaine in it so that also too i couldn't do episodes that didn't have blaine in it so <laughs> right 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 um and of course uh it's so funny because we've gotten feedback i don't want to i don't want to skip ahead or anything but a lot of people aren't looking forward to our next podcast and it's not because of our next podcast it's because of what we're going to be covering <laughs> Um, so we're just enjoying uh, a certain character uh, while he's still around. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention that as well. I mean, in mater- both in Maternity Live and Dead Air, not only do you have the uh, development of Lol and Liv, but you have the sparking of Robbie and Peyton, Poppy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's amazing as well. Uh, sorry, but it's actually hashtag Charles Crabarty. Charles Cravarty. It's when it did just that happen. <laughs> uh, I made that happen. I called that. And nobody seems to be catching on to it. I think Poppy's better. I'm sorry. Steph has it tattooed on her though. Does she? Yeah, yeah. She's a big fan. 
that be writing that, uh, that, what did, how did I use I don't even know. Charles Cribarti. Charles Cribarti. Peyton Charles and Ravi Chakrabarti. Charles Cribarti. I'm, I'm sure Steph loves that tattoo and doesn't regret it all getting it. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Pavi, I don't know Pavi, Pavi. I just uh, Charles Crabarty. That's great. I mean, it doesn't get better. The shipper name doesn't get better than Ravioli, but unfortunately, that that um, kind of dies early. But Ravioli is perfect. You know, when I first started watching Ice Zombie, I liked Ravioli. But you're right. As as the time went on, I found other loves. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so uh, all sorts of stuff, like uh, exciting stuff this week because, I mean, Maternity Live is written by a friend of the show, Bob Dearden, who, who you know, came on for a bonus episode last season. Uh, we had uh, Molly Hagen on for that episode, that pop podcast stuff. It was so much fun. Um, and then, of course, Dead Air, we had the writer, Ayanna White, uh, on for that episode. So uh, I was very excited about... Um, Mm-hmm. That's that is a that is a child to just walk around. I was very excited. To, <laughs> I was very excited to uh, uh, talk about these without being like, "Oh my god!" Like we have people on that are a part of the show, and got to be very professional and all that. So um, it was it was hard not to fan girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, so um, Steph, uh, I think we'll start with how you blew my mind this week. Uh, you want to? You want to? Oh tell my the gosh! Listeners? I don't want to take this from you. Okay, so um, I'm watching Maternity Live, and we get to where we meet the girls. Okay, wait a minute. First off, there is a task force to find out who murdered this girl. Right. This one girl. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. This Sorry. this white girl, as the reporter this, points out, yeah, that, this you know. one white girl. They they've created this whole task force. Mm-hmm. So we meet her parents, and I knew the woman, the mother, looked familiar. I knew that because you know she played. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Hellcats. Yeah. Savannah's mother. We have mother. cats and children running back and forth in our podcast this week, folks. So. Okay, Savannah's mother in Hellcats, on Hellcats, and mm-hmm. I, I recognize that actress. She's in every, you know, she's Supernatural. She's in all the the, the Vancouver shows. Mm-hmm. But the dad, I was like, oh my god, that is Mr. Monroe. Also, they played the, they played husband <laughs> and wife on I Zombie, and they played husband and husband and wife on Hellcats. <laughs> Which is amazing. Whoa. I was like, what? <laughs> we, we just we just covered Hellcats, so uh, it was just so fitting. I obviously we didn't catch it beforehand, but this is one of the great things about rewatching this show is that you catch things you didn't catch before, especially with after you know watching Hellcats. But yeah, that was Parker and Lane Monroe, and now playing Mister and Mrs. Sparrow. So, um. Uh, so yeah, my mind was blocked. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, mind blown, amazing. Uh, so there was a once upon a time reference in this episode too, with the whole ornate crib that was carved and lives. Oh, says, oh, so- uh, Rubble Stillskin. She goes, "This is what Rubble Stillskin." Uh, uh, something, something after you promise him your firstborn. You know, <laughs> yeah, <Something> yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and uh. 
And I, I only knew that because, all right, admittedly, I don't watch Once Upon a Time. I know, I'm terrible. But I have a friend who's really, really into it, and she just happens to be the one, oh, yeah, that because that's what he does. He, like, takes children. I go, oh, that's nice. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, takes <yeah>. children. <laughs> Uh, I I liked how this case kind of uh, fed into uh, no pun intended uh, the the zombie uh, zombies taking you know the the teenage kids uh, homeless kids um, skate park kids and you know they were using it as a uh, using this compound as a way to get rid of those bodies like th- this guy was keeping all these girls prisoners and also all these teenage kids. <laughs> And their bones, so. Well, the public, the public bought it, you know. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, Major didn't, and mm-hmm. I don't. And then later on, you know, Clive didn't. No, no, nothing added up. Nothing added up to any of the people who actually looked into it. Nothing added up. Yeah, it was great being able to uh, uh, watch both episodes in a row. I, I just remember, like, the week of, I was like, what is going on here? Like, and 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 not quite understanding how it all worked together. And, you know, especially with Suzuki, brand new, like, we didn't know he was a zombie. And then, of course, we watching these two episodes in a row, you see the setup, and then we with the bodies, and in the next episode, you see him meeting with Blaine and talking about how he wants to get out of it. Um, but there is a bit of, like, oh, we'll just swallow this. The fact that they go to uh, this compound and Suzuki, who is, like, the lieutenant, the guy in charge, he's like, alright, SWAT team, everybody wait out here. <laughs> He goes in and gets into like two like shootouts. Uh, well, the first well, he one, says wait for my he says wait for my signal, and he never gives him a signal. Is the signal should be shooting? <laughs> <laughs> he was so badass in that. <laughs> yeah, pulling the fridge door off, using it as a shield, and uh, like he he blows away uh, the the guy, and then he goes and takes out um, the park ranger. Who is you know playing sniper? He executes everybody, and that's after that is when everybody busts in. <laughs> so. Yeah, they really waited. Um, but I don't know. I was I, I thought he was so badass. I guess I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, this is yeah. cool. He's rip, ripping the freaking fridge door off, and and that woman was weird. And I, I was just happy she was gone. You know, she calls Clive and Liv Ebony and Ivory. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so rude. Yeah. And they, and of course, Clive plays everything so cool, and I, I just don't know how he does it because that that would get under my skin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, before he goes in with Suzuki and the SWAT team, that whole exchange where he has Liv wait in the car, and she's like, "Be careful," and she's sincere about it, but she's also got that maternal brain thing going. And you can see Clive is kind of touched by it, you know. And then he, and then he, you know, puts his uh, a mental armor on and takes off into the woods or you know to the compound. I, I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, because earlier I was worried that Clive got the feeling that she was coming on to him mm-hmm. when she was going to wipe something off his face or something. Tie, he noticed yeah. that, she, yeah, that she was getting too close to him. But then by the end of the episode, he realized that she, that she was, she just cared about him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I also like the moment with, between Suzuki and Liv after the shootout. Oh, yeah. Where he notices know. that she's shot, but she's like, oh, I got poked by a branch. And he's like, yeah, not much blood there. <laughs> you knew that he was catching on. Like, as soon as that happened, like, he had to have known, which that was cool. I mean, I think maybe we could have gotten more of Suzuki's character if there was a longer season. Yeah. Who knows? Because uh, he had a lot of nice stuff underneath him. If this was stretched out for six more episodes this this season, um, yeah. Uh, and I, I do like how it kind of played into the uh, the next episode. Um, I'm not talk, done talking about the, this episode, but you know, it's just the meeting between him and Blaine, and Blaine saying something which is still kind of cryptic to me, but. Um, how he how he says that like oh you know the girl in the the girl in the morgue oh she's got a special part to play in all this Blaine says you know don't worry about her, which seems pretty cryptic and not really sensical except for like he's like he maybe he thinks that she's going to end up having to be a, a source of brains I guess but it just it seemed a bit more like too mysterious you know <laughs> like yeah because nothing really came of it yeah. like now that I'm thinking of it I mean she didn't have any part of any grand plan that I was like aha I planned this out the whole entire time yeah. but no nothing like that happened that that was more of a don't worry about her I, I got her handled not she's got a special part to play in all this you know the big the huge elaborate plan I have <laughs> and I'm not telling anyone and no one uh, the rats are introduced in this episode. Um, Liv is cutely rocking a rat, which is great. Um, and, uh, I liked all of Molly Hagen's stuff as Eva. I miss Eva. You know, I mean, I'm sure people just like regularly just like watch iZombie as like a normal show and don't interact with the people who play them uh, might be like, oh, she's just like a character that we don't really need, you know. But I don't know. I, I just like Molly Hagen and I um, I don't know. She's got like a, a different energy in the show. It really like a like a I don't know, fun, positive energy. Um, yeah, uh, she was so heartbroken when she realized that Liv was not there to see her. Mm-hmm. I know. That was yeah. And also that other that whole other scene where, um, you know, Evan's there and Liv comes in and she's acting all like motherly. And she's like, we want what's best for you. And to see, you know, uh, Eva reacting to all this, like how Liv is um, doing like motherly things towards Evan. Like, Evan's great too. I miss, I miss that actor too, because he's all sorts of uncomfortable uh, in that scene. So he's fun. But uh, yeah, he gets that job application for Meet Cute. Dun, dun, dun. I know. It, I think, uh, what was it that I heard that they had wanted to uh, touch back upon Liv's mom and brother in the second season, but I guess they ran out of time. Yeah, so. yeah, they had uh, the latest. They had some scenes even filmed, um, but they had to cut them out. Right. Hmm. So, uh, some good stuff with Major in this episode. Uh, that rift that I first started talking about, like last week, that you know, it's it's from the beginning between Major and Clive. Uh, you know, Major insisting on Clive helping and Clive. Helping in his own way 
And then the the phone ambush that happens in this episode, which is just, uh, I mean, just not cool, Major. It's funny because that whole uh, phone ambush, what that, and I forget the reporter's name, honestly. Rebecca Uh, Hinton. Rebecca Hinton, okay. Uh, That just felt so, to me, like out of left field and awkward, like from what mm-hmm. he was saying for her to get that. I mean, obviously that's what it was. So it just seems like, you know, I don't know. They were trying to go for something typical that a reporter probably would ask or something like that. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that wasn't cool what Major did. And I feel like in a way that Major and Five are never going to be 100% like bros we're not gonna have we're not gonna have a major Robbie incident right here. Clive is always <laughs> Clive's always gonna be a little bitter towards Major no matter what. Well, especially since Clive is starting from the bottom again, you know, in, in homicide, trying to you know get respect after you know being kicked out of Vice, and then all of a sudden his name is in the paper. <laughs> You know. Oh yeah, nobody likes Clive. No, no one likes Clive. I mean, what his superior uh, threw the the folders onto his desk, and oh, you know, blatant disres- blatant disrespect. And Clive just gets the ass end of everything. I guess folders like Can all I- over the floor, and the guy's like, "Sorry," <laughs> <laughs> like he, he sort of half means it, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Major, you call Clive not on speakerphone. You say, hey, I'm here with this reporter. And then you put the speakerphone on. Like, I almost think I don't trust this Rebecca Hinton girl very much. She seems like, you know, part of the part of the fake press out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't. Oh, I saw, I saw what you were doing there. Okay. okay. Uh, you know what? I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just derailed myself. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think maybe I I honestly think that Rebecca maybe manipulated that. System. Like, put him on speakerphone and call him. You know, we'll talk to him together. And Major's like, okay, and does it, and then yeah, okay. because Major is so desperate for answers that I think yeah. he's going to do anything. And she makes it believe like, yeah, yeah, I, I can help. This is how we're going to get answers. And in reality, you just made yourself an enemy. Man, I didn't like her from the beginning with crashing that press. I mean, there's a girl missing, no matter if it's a white girl, you know, and the cops are not paying attention to the skate park kids. That's not, like, cause to, like, cause a disruption in, like, a a public uh, address of what – I mean, maybe the the police are not talking to the the press and that's the only way they can get a word in uh, about – um, the skate park kids, but you know, I there's a there's a a pregnant girl that was is dead, you know, and they just saved her baby, and they have to figure out who killed her, you know. So I don't know. Anyway, um, so the big uh, thing outside of one of my favorite business esta- establishments, Tan Gentle, um, happens in this episode. <laughs> Major gets his first sight of brains. Julian gets his first sight of Major and gives uh, a cheeky wink. Yeah. I, I guess the wink means uh, you thought I was rough with you the last time. I'm really going to kick your butt this time. Oh, yeah. It's not his first look at Major, my idiot. Uh, he just beat his ass off. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely like we, we've, we've, got a, we've got a thing between me and you and I'm 
coming for you, you know. Matrix just making all sorts of friends this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he gets put in lockup, so. Oh, um, yeah. With, Makes uh, lots of friends. The Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the big rat test happens. Uh, I love Lowell's little uh, thing in here where he's he comes in for tests and Ravi and Lowell meets and um, the two oh, wait, Was that last episode that they actually met? I don't know. Uh, they they meet briefly in the last episode, but this one. Wait, do they? Oh gosh, I'm getting confused. No, but the, but she introduces. She goes, "This is my boss, my boss, Ravi." You know, and then he says something about bumping rats, and then oh, they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Never mind. I got yeah. it. Yeah, this is when they first meet. I forgot. Sorry. Um, but uh, I love the science brain. I love how you know Lowell and Ravi instantly hit it off, and um, and then Liv is getting like the friend zone. It turns out that. His his the brain eight was uh, a gay brain, so he's not interested in in Liv. But the fun thing about this in rewatching it is that Liv here is f- seeing what Major is going to have to deal with next season, and how he feels when she just completely like changes personality from one day to the next, you know, and how hard that would be. So, but uh, uh, amazing montage in this episode. Um, one of my favorites when they're dancing. Uh, well, you know what's um, funny, and I don't mean to skip ahead, but it, it's in reference to maternity live. I'm just using an example from next episode. Uh, in Dead Air, when she says, when she's on, you know, uh, that brain, and she says to Lil, well, you know, we're not friends, da da da. And I'm like, I oh, don't know, you guys had a pretty good time uh, while he was on that gay brain. I mean, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. got, you guys danced, you, you know, yeah. you partied, you ate Cheetos, you played Dude Dump or Date. I mean, did you ever do that with Drake? No. So <laughs> I, mean, I kind of think that you and Lol kind of had a good time. Mm-hmm. I love Lol. I, I, I do too. So, you know, and. Uh, People behind Eyes Zombie get a lot of flack uh, for uh, what's going to happen next week. But I think, uh, you know, they just they hired a, an, an awesome actor. It was extremely likable. Yeah, very charming. Him, yeah, and wrote him like and, extremely likable too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they have good chemistry. Yeah. I was, don't know. So. Was it you, Robin, who I almost want to. I feel like I almost heard this from you, but I could be wrong. That it was like that they had always planned on doing what they do next week, and that yeah. it already it was already like pre-approved by the studios. But by the time they finally got uh, Bradley James in playing Lol, you know, it was just all regrettable. But it was already yeah. set in stone. There was nothing really that they could do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that is. Uh... You know, maybe I'll dig it up again. There was a letter that the writer of next week's episode wrote us. Like, I asked him if he could come <laughs> on and talk about it, but he decided to write us like this long email. Oh, and wow. uh, um, maybe I'll I'll either I'll either read it. It's it's really long though. I'll either read it or I'll post it in like the show notes for next week's episode. Yeah. Either way, um, I'm at least going to look it over. Um, but yeah. Um. Ba 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 ba. Oh. Uh, so yeah, the that was awesome, and the the Ravi the rat test is great. Um, I tried to really pay attention. 
Like, this is alpha, that's water and sugar. This is beta, this is 90% Max Rager, 10% Utopia, I'm a Charlie, 20%. And so Echo is is the one that busts through all the cages and devours all the brains, except for, I believe, uh, Alpha, who escapes and is, like, cowering in a corner. <laughs> and he has 40% Tainted Utopium, uh, 60% Max Rager. So, there's your perfect cocktail. Um, yeah, I don't think I paid attention to that, so... <laughs> yeah, I try... That's... I, I'm constantly trying to figure out zombieism and how it works and what causes it. Um, okay, so I don't have a whole lot to say about the next episode. Um, I have a lot less notes, but um, you want to get into dead air? Um, Steph, are you still here? Yes. Do you have – is there anything from rewatching dead air that stuck out to you that you really liked? <sighs> I put you right on the spot. Didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I caught you Facebooking. Did uh, did you? Why did you say I liked something or something? Yeah, I no, really? something I popped was up the notifications. <laughs> Busted. Okay, dead air. Yeah, the yeah. one with Aaron Douglas. Aaron oh Douglas. God. Oh, dead Aaron air. Douglas. I'm thinking yeah. of Aaron, Aaron uh, Taylor. What's his face? <laughs> Okay, now my now my brain's gone. Okay, sorry. How is it to listen to this madness? By the way, Tia, is this at all entertaining? Edit. I, I, I find it extremely entertaining. Oh, you know, I, I'm just saying. I mean, and I'm not trying to blow the two of you up or anything like that. To me, it's like it's real. It, it's not polished, and that's what's amazing about it. Wow. Okay. Well. Uh, I have my head in the clouds now. Uh, how about you, Steph? <laughs> Ego fully inflated. Okay. Uh, so dead air. Dead air. Yes. This is another one of those really overly complicated mysteries. Yeah, yeah. She gets she gets uh, electrocuted while on air, and. There's somebody with a southern accent, and then they dis- discover that there was a commercial. Yeah. And so somebody at the radio station is is the Liz Lemon is, yes. is, <laughs> is <laughs> pretending to be okay, but but that was a setup because they keep giving Liv more tapes to listen to, mm-hmm. and so that was put in there for her to. Uh, Catch on to. Catch on to. And it was really a girl who wanted to do her own radio show, but the victim, uh, you know, kept her from being able to apply for jobs in other areas. So, Mm -hmm. and also this radio show, uh, this radio announcer, she's like Sasha. And so she was having an affair with Aaron Douglas, the 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 misogynist, disgusting male, you know, g- yeah. bro radio <laughs> host yeah, he was down gross. the hall. How could he? Oh, he was, so, he was so gross. He was yeah. so nasty. And I mean, and when you find found out that they did do something, I was like, oh, girl, please have more respect for yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. that's how. 
That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I know that, like, sometimes us women like the bad boys, but no, no. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys like Blaine, not bad boys like whoever this guy was. Oh, he was just gross. Gross, guys. I, I, I do want to mention Chuck Bird, played by Aaron Douglas, will be back in uh, uh, <laughs> season three, episode one. So, really? get ready for more of the morning hurl. Not looking forward to that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, as soon as he spots Liv, he's like, hey, you guys, anybody ever have sex with an albino or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think it's funny, though, when they, like, pair Liv with people that she finds absolutely repulsive, like how she was always interacting with Von Du Clark. So maybe that's just what they want to bring back is that she's just her reactions because sometimes she doesn't even make it subtle that she's grossed out by these people yeah so yeah the the case is very complicated there's all sorts i mean as it turns out the the i mean it's 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 uh you know it all comes together there's nothing too uh weird sometimes it seems a little bit like oh that's kind of convenient you know um the fact that you know uh, Kaylee is out getting Sasha's coffee while she's calling and doing her southern voice to play Cheated in Chattanooga, and she's about to blow uh, Sasha's license plate up on her own radio show because she's trying to get revenge for um, Sasha sleeping with her boyfriend. But then it gets interrupted by the producer hot wiring her microphone. But then the producer. Decides to set her up for the actual murder by putting those uh, commercials in the recordings that Liv is listening to. So, I did love seeing Liv uh, with her earbuds throughout this episode. I was like, "That's me at work." It's <laughs> 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 listening to podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we had some uh, uh, horrifying. Uh, rat stuff, horrifying, especially to Ravi. Uh, the Lannisters send their regards. Yeah, oh, that was great. Amazing line. Oh, oh, the can't got I mean, this is a very sexual uh, episode, and it's amazing how this one opens with the title card "La Petite Mort," which is uh, the little death in France, in French. And it's like also what they called an orgasm. Um, and then just seeing Oh, Liv. the French. Oh, the French. And, uh, and uh, you know, Liv's face and what is actually happening um, below her um, shoulder area. What's happening. As it turns out, it's Lowell um, giving her a... Giving her a foot massage. massage. Shirtless as well. Um, but But that's how he should... He should be all the time. So <laughs> I had, I had no problem. <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't have a problem with it either. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's like looking in a mirror. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's how I feel when I look at Peyton. I'm like, yep, yeah. it's like looking in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought it was great. You know, it mm-hmm. There had to be something that they did it purposely, that she's sitting there enjoying her post-coital bliss with Lowell and Major's calling, you know? Yeah. It's like, almost to like bring her back for a moment. Like, hey, 
you know, I shouldn't really be enjoying this because here's this reminder of this man, I broke his heart, you know, X, Y, and Z. This is, this is the beginning of some of the stuff that happens with Major in this season and what drives, I guess, you know, they have to get him to that point where he's going to walk, spoilers, he's going to walk into uh, meet you <laughs> with a shotgun. They got to get him to this point where, like, nobody, he, he can't trust anybody. And uh, just to, this is the beginning of all that. And I'm, I understand why Liv is lying to him. But I also am kind of mad at her for making like playing like saying like oh you're obviously not over this Jerome thing you need to get yourself together not like instead saying yeah there's something bad happening and I want you to stay out of danger this is not helping him stay out of danger and by the way Major Robert Buckley is an amazing actor he's awesome Major is not but live totally falls for it when he's like oh yeah, oh, yeah obviously yeah totally and then it's like no he's so going to continue pursuing this how did you feel <laughs> like you accomplished anything there Liv <laughs> Oh, and this is also this episode is the death of something mentioned uh, in the show that I miss, which is the the, the name Health and Shelter. Uh, health and Shelter fires Major, so no more Health and Shelter. No more health and Shelter. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, the there uh, Lowell mentions. Uh, that uh, you know when she shows up after talking to Major, um, because she's like thinking, "Oh, I'm he's treating me like a good friend now, you know." So I need I need you know some man stuff happening, and uh, goes to see Lowell, and uh, uh, he says something about like how he just finished dyeing his roots, and then he's like, "We can't all pull off the ethereal Tinkerbell look." <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if there's one thing that this show did, well, two things. It was so many Game of Thrones and Once Upon a Time references. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, uh, Steph, I was wondering, as as a, a fan of accents, uh, what did you think of uh, Kaylee with this whole, like, that's my real voice, y'all? Yeah, <laughs> uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I needed to hear. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. This, what else is? Oh, oh, oh! The Ravi Payton stuff. Oh, oh! We have to talk about this. You have to talk about the Ravi Payton stuff. Pavi, Pavi, Robin, Pavi. Charles, Charles Crabarty. Uh, hashtag <laughs> Charles Crabarty trending right now. Um, <clears throat> they finally meet. It is uh, magical, at least to him. <laughs> they had a moment. They had a moment, and Liv keeps insisting that no, they did not have a moment. Peyton has moments with everybody she meets. These people think they have <laughs> thinks they have moments with her because uh, she's like uh, a lawyer with a Victoria's Secret's body or something like that. They says she says. So Liv was, Liv was definitely, yeah, because, definitely like flirting with the line of being insulting because she kept saying like, oh, you know, she dates you know models, blah blah blah, and it's like. You know, Ravi's a good-looking guy. You kind of call him ugly by saying stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, because I, I feel like the show at first wanted Ravi to be nerdy and dorky. And yeah. then now they want him to be, well, I guess they want him to be like a uh, guy next door. You know, just 
Well, I mean, you I know, I know how next it was door, originally but... uh, set up before he was cast was that he was going to be like this older Giles figure. And uh, hmm. after after he was cast, um, they decided to write more towards him, so towards Raul Coley's uh, strengths, um, and uh, you know, in the hair and beard department, especially. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's it is sad that 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 Liv feels this way about Robbie, but I guess maybe she, she doesn't see that see him that way. I don't know. Well, no, she just or doesn't just, want him to get his hopes up. Because yeah. she knows that Peyton has a lot of guys ask, you know, asking her hearts. out. Yeah. Because yeah, she, like, didn't she, like, mention, like, three people right, right off the top, you know, just. Yeah, she was like, oh, he's like, uh, are you, is she seeing anyone? Well, you know, this guy, this guy, like, three, as you said, stuff, like, three people right off the bat. And they're not like, yeah. you know, Joe Schmo. <laughs> No, that no one one is uh, someone could be mayor, really high ranking. Yeah, 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 and sports guys, and yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as much as I didn't, I mean, this brain ends up being like horrible because you know we see, we do see the way that uh, she like overanalyzes what Major's doing and puts points, tries to point Major in a different direction, and how that. I don't know. It makes major feel, but to see her the way she treats Ravi <laughs> with this, where it's like she's just like analyzing his chances and anal- even just analyzing the affection that he has for her and where that might be coming from, and uh, and how she's kind of s- snarky about it, saying like, "Oh, I'm like full of insight," and he's like, "Oh, that's what you're full of," <laughs> which is I- great. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad, you know, when she was making the assumption that he had a poor relationship with his parents, and yeah, you know, and hell? you could and you could see that hurt him because then, especially when he goes, oh, and by the way, you know, I'm pretty sure that I put the the moon in the sky for them. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he was not happy with that. And uh, yeah, the the whole thing where he's like, he's certain that they had a moment, and uh, and he just gets so pissed at her, so. So it was good to see in the end that, um, you know, he calls he calls her and um, I got really confused because um, Liv goes to grab Peyton's phone and I see Liv's face on Peyton's phone. And I'm like, why would Ravi have Liv's face on the uh, – I'm like, oh, yeah, she, Ravi is calling from the place where Liv works, which is probably listed under uh, Peyton's contacts as Liv's work. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I expected maybe Robbie's face to show up on her phone. I don't know. Randomly, they just met. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, his face. Yeah. Um, but uh, the whole real uh, kind of awkward moment where she's like, "Oh, your boss just," uh, and then she's uh, she says, "You should say yes." And boom, they're having, they're going to be having a date. And of course, in the uh, uh, Joss Whedon school of. Uh, <laughs> Plots, uh, plot telling. Uh, this is right after that is when Robbie gets bit, and the entire iZombie audience was like, probably like, Ooh. you know, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, something wonderful is happening. Oh crap, something terrible happened. <laughs> Just like Buffy. I totally I love for- it. Like, yeah, yeah. I totally oh, forgot I, that I, this happened. 
I totally had like a heart attack. I was like, no, it's like mm. just went and he gets turned. And then, and then of course, you know, we find out spoiler the last, you know, the next episode that, uh, it can't be transferred from animal to human. But I mean, I, I was like, that's going to be awkward for, for him to try and explain. <laughs> to Peyton, sorry, I can't make our date. I want to eat your brain now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really, really into you, <laughs> into your mind. Um, Oh yeah, there was another. There was a really quick zombie roll that got set up in this episode that I didn't quite feel like it was uh, correct. Not correct, but earned or whatever. Uh, when Ravi is freaking out because the rat's on the floor and he doesn't want to get bit by the rat, um, Liv goes over and scoops it up, and you know, Ravi says, "Why isn't it going after you?" and and she says something like, oh, zombie brains are nasty. You don't want to eat those. And I, I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> How does she know that? <laughs> like, does she like, did she like meet Blaine and go, oh, I don't want to eat those brains? Does she evaluate Probably, that with everybody yeah. she Well, meets? it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's in the last episode where, um, you know, they're, the zombies get out and live can go, what happened? Oh my gosh! Anyway, <laughs> zombies don't go after zombies, right? No, they yeah, only lost five in the season two finale because he was still human. They said, that, and Liv and Major were like, you know, they're not after us; they're after you. So if we scratch, right. then they're not going to have anyone else to want. Yeah, which is great. I, I love that part. Um, but how it's established in this episode, I don't quite buy. Um, it is because, weird that she just makes that assumption without having previously known. I mean, there weren't other zombie rats prior to this. Right. Or just she didn't know any other zombies, I guess. She knows she met Marcy for a brief moment <laughs> before she <laughs> passed her brains in. She met Blaine. And I'm almost like wondering, so if you're a zombie, do you secretly just crave every – like if you're like a vampire, you secretly crave to bite everybody's neck, but you kind of hold yourself back. If you're a zombie, do you secretly crave everybody's brains, but you hold hold yourself back? And is that – is her meeting with Blaine, did she – was she able to evaluate, oh, wait, I don't want that brain. That's nasty. So therefore, zombies must not like other brains. I don't know. Anyway, again – I'm thinking way too much about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, uh, also, there's a little bit of a flub here. Robbie shows off his new oyster shucking gloves in this episode to live, and he clearly was wearing them in the last episode. Just saying. All when right. was he? When was he wearing those? In, I don't remember that. Right when he was handling the rats before, in front of oh. like Lowell. Maybe he didn't introduce them to live. I don't know. So he seemed to be like he seemed to be like I just got these oyster shucking gloves. I don't know. Anyway, huge cliffhanger at the end. Uh, Robbie gets bit. Major gets a gun. Liv eats ends up eating Jerome's brain and sees Blaine in her vision. And as she's leaving Lowell's apartment, she sees Blaine entering the building and the elevator doors open and credits. It's like ah. Ah. So great cliffhanger. I can't wait to well, I can. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to watch Patriot Prince. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually so. that's funny. That's what's playing right now. Like in the background I have it on mute with the oh. subtitles. <laughs> Don't cry. 
gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. No, I mean, I, I really felt bad for Liv because here she is. She's like, you know, uh, me and Lowell kind of established that it's okay that I'm having a different relationship with him than I had with my previous uh, fiancé, boyfriend, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, she's waking up and she's eating his breakfast. It's like all very domestic and cute, you know? And you can tell she feels good about herself. Um, And then she sees freaking Blaine and then it's like everything comes crashing down. And I really thought that they were going to have much more of an interaction than they actually did. I was like, ooh, ooh, now it's getting good. <laughs> I almost want to go back and listen to our episode for Dead Air when it when it actually when we actually uh, were watching it live and to hear the reactions we had from all these cliffhangers that were being set up and all the <laughs> different ways we're wondering what's going to happen the following week, not really knowing at all how much our hearts are going to be ripped open. So. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually, I should mention, um, folks, if you haven't, uh, looked at our show notes, when you're listening to our show, I do list links to our, the episodes we recorded when we were watching it live. So if you do want to, uh, as well, listen to those reactions are there. And of course, you know, um, that, that episode in particular, we had Ayanna White, who is, uh, presently on the show, uh, uh writing for the show incorporated for sci-fi, which I haven't checked out, but Incorporated? Incorporated. Oh, like I hadn't heard of that. Feature thing. Uh, I haven't really checked it out, but um, um, all right. So, uh, boy, we still got a few more things to get into. So, uh, if there's anything else left, you guys wanted to mention about either of the episodes, or I move on. No, you're good. To no, move I on. think we covered it. Yeah. Okay. Well, time for a trivia match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It's time to to. I've been saying to Steph that you know once we get guests on here, I'll, I won't be just you on the spot. You'll be facing an opponent, um, <laughs> and enter the first opponent, Tia. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. So Tia, since you're our guest, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Okay. All right, and I'm going to keep score over on my side. No cheating, of course. I'll uh, know. No cheating. No cheating. <laughs> Number one, here we go. What part of England is Lowell from? Camden Town. Ding, like ding, that. Ding, oh wow, ding. that's a point for Tia. <laughs> Steph, mm-hmm. you get number two. What does Liv have a sudden urge to do when Lowell meets Ravi? Oh, dump some tea in a harbor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> Number three is back to Tia again. What phrase pops into Lowell's head when he saw a picture of Idris Elba? Big piece of yum. (laughs) Big piece of yum is correct. (laughs) That that is just the funniest line because I never expected Lowell to say something like that. That's how I remember that. Uh, Number four, back to Steph. What popular character's name does Dylan Munson call Liv? What now? What popular? I'll say popular. movie character's name does Dylan Munson oh. call Liv? Oh my gosh! <laughs> popular movie character. I don't know. Uh, Tia, do you want to mention it just for giggles? Doesn't he call her Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice is right. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. He goes, I don't remember saying your name three times. (laughs) 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 What what a jerk that guy was. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a weather wizard uh, (laughs) from uh, The Flash. Oh, Uh, my God. Yes, it was. Sorry. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Number five is back to Tia. Name one of the two Meryl Streep movies that are referenced in Mer- Maternity Live. Oh, God. I don't even know. <laughs> no, no. I don't. Oh, my God. There were two. All I you have to do is name one of them. <laughs> I'm throwing so many blanks. Go to Steph. Go to Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, do you have any idea? Not for Sophie's points, Choice. Sophie's Choice is one of them, yes. Oh. And the other one is uh, A Cry in the Dark. Which is uh, the one where the dingoes took my baby And I think Dylan says something about like He heard dogs and he wasn't going to do like a dingoes took my baby kind of defense So, uh, yeah uh, Okay, so back to Steph Steph, is, we're, we're going into the dead air questions uh, What magazine is Ravi reading when he meets Peyton? Highlights or something that's like highlights. <laughs> it's like kindergarten something. Uh, I'll just give it to you because it's not like actually a real magazine, but you're close enough. Brain teasers for kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he says, I read it for the articles. <laughs> that's right. Which I feel is like, I'm sorry to interject. I Please. feel like that's a Playboy reference because yeah. so people. Oh, yeah, like definitely. It. People always like to say, well, I just read it for the articles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, back to you, Tia. Number seven, what are Chuck Bird's fans called? Oh, God. Oh, God. I know what. Hang on. (laughs) It's something disgusting. Oh, my God. I'm drawing so many blanks. I should get the Jeopardy theme. All right, I'm going to give you five seconds. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sorry. Uh, Steph, do you want to try? Uh, I don't know. All right. I'll, not for points, but I'll just mention the word Chuck is in the fans' names. Upchucks? <laughs> Upchuckers. 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 Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, Steph was the even question. So, Steph, you have number eight. What celebrity voice does Sasha use to chastise her listeners on air? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. I know. I heard. Uh, I heard the 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 the, the soundbite. I heard mm-hmm. it, but I don't recognize it. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> For no points, Tia, what do you want, you want to take a guess? It's Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. <laughs> Bitch. Really? Whoa. <laughs> you know what it is? I would never have guessed that, but when I rewatched it the other day, I put the subtitles on. I always do that if I, like, really want to, like, catch things because they'll always, like, put little things that you didn't know. And it says Jane Lynch's voice. Yep. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, of course, uh, cast member of... Of previous Rob Thomas production Party Down So they got her on the show In a little sound bite <laughs> uh, Tia yes. What is the name of the internet search engine That Major uses 
it was like oh, chasm or something like that's that. That's right, chasm, <laughs> chasm. <laughs> and uh, Steph, if you get this, you can tie up the scores, and you both can be winners. Lowell okay. only wears a shirt once in Dead Air. What color was it? What? Lowell only wears a shirt once in Dead Air. Black? What? That's right. Yay! Yay! You're both winners. <laughs> Which sucked because I had an awesome trivia question. It was like, uh, what type of shirt does Lowell wear in Dead Air? And then I was going to be like, trick question. He never wears one. But right in the last scene, all of a sudden you see him playing guitar wearing a black t-shirt. I was like, uh, he, he screwed it all up. <laughs> screwed up my trivia. Now, made it made it easier. All right, so congratulations, you're both winners. Yay! <laughs> uh, all right, so we want to do some feedback. Um, we got a little bit of feedback here. I know I posted a thread. Do you have that thread open, Steph? It's a feedback thread. Uh... We have Marissa right in. Um. Uh, Jen, Jen wrote in a comment Then she was like After we discussed it She was like I'll disregard that comment, comment So I won't read it um, But Marissa wrote in Do you want me to read it? Do you not have it? Uh, Marissa's comment? Yeah What? Right after Jen's? Yeah Did Peyton sleep with Blaine During uh, the period where he was human? I can't remember If not It's a major oh, no, oversight no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, that was just, that was just oh I see what you Hi, Robin and Steph. It's yeah. been a lot of fun rewatching these episodes. By the time the rewatch is over, I'll totally be ready for season three. So will we. <laughs> yeah, that was the. It was planned that way. Robin, like, <laughs> meticulously, you know, gets the calendar out and counts the weeks. And, uh, okay. In this stretch of episodes, I'm basking in the love of Lowell. It's such a. It's so great. Seeing a happy dating Liv who's able to enjoy things she thought were lost to her, like sex. And Liv and Lowell can also talk about zombie things, like how her agoraphobia, agoraphobic brain wouldn't let her leave her apartment in Episode 6. And how Lowell is gay in Episode 7 until he eats his next brain. I grinned all the way through their platonic apartment date. And it was fun seeing them take advantage of her sex expert brain in Episode 8. All is well until the end of that episode when Liv eating part of Jerome's brain and then uh, and realizing that she may be getting duped by her seemingly great zombie boyfriend. Dun, dun, dun. Other than Lowell, the theme of this stretch of episodes was major Major's continu- continuing downward spiral, which is still painful to watch the second time. I know Liv means well by leaving him out of the zombie loop, but withholding the truth from him to protect them never seems to work out well in any show. Major just tells her what she wants to hear and then proceeds directly to buying a black market gun out of the trunk and continues spiral. Getting specific with the episodes in Maternity Live, I enjoy seeing Live with her mom and Evan, particularly since we don't we didn't get much of them in season two. In Dead Air, I loved Erica Sarah's sex ad- advice character, even if she was a bit harsh and slept with everybody's boyfriends and husbands. I was ready for Liv to be off her brain halfway through the episode once she started driving a wedge between her and Ravi. Ravi's determination 
about asking out Peyton did seem overly optimistic, so I was pleasantly surprised when she actually said yes to him asking her out. I'm Team Robbie Peyton all the way. Overall, the upside of having seen all the episodes is that I can look forward to the good ones. The downside is that I know when the bad things are coming. I'm not looking forward to rewatching Patriot Brains next week. Oh, I am, and I'm not, and I am, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? This this Erica Sarah, she she does all the Vancouver shows, too. Yeah. She's very familiar. Yeah, Jen Wynn says, I did love seeing Erica Sarah again. Is there a Eureka podcast out there? Uh, <laughs> I guess she's on Eureka. And she says, who's excited for the fourth season of The 100? Her character is not a very good person, but live on her brain was fun. Uh, from her romp with Lowell to her supporting Peyton and Ravi, after all, was so enjoyable to watch. Also, Chief! <laughs> of course, Chief from Battlestar Galactica, played by Aaron Douglas. All right, uh, we did get one email from Efrex, who wrote it again. And uh, he says... Hey, Robin and Steph, can't wait to hear the news and your thoughts from the TCA panel. Quick thoughts on the episode. Maternity Liv. I really like the episodes where Liv's brain experiences give her a new outlook. This one hit particularly close to home as I acutely recall how my becoming a father changed my view of my own parents. Cringed a bit at how the morgue sequence with Emily's parents was done. I know it's very dramatic to show the corpse being pulled out of storage and unveiled, but that's not how it's done. Uh, if the next of kin needs to be present to identify a body, the body will already be out and the face uncovered. Often the family will identify the body through a video hookup to avoid that kind of trauma. Yeah, that's true. I, I, or, or like there's, I've seen it on TV where they're standing in the hallway looking through a window and they just kind of show the head and then that's it. But um, love the Ravi Lowell interaction. Although I've got a nitpick there too. We learn later on that Lowell's getting his brains from Blaine's operation, but Lowell's gay brain appears to be that of a pretty advanced scientist. How many of those are hanging around the skate park? <laughs> uh, that's true. I don't know. Maybe it was like a genius kid, <laughs> like a child prodigy. Uh, he says, lab protocol violation number 2436. Liv licking her gloved finger to smooth Ravi's hair. Yeah, I cringed at that too. <laughs> Did you guys notice that? Um, yeah, but, okay, as a mother. <laughs> <laughs> you lick like, your gloved finger this. no matter what? Oh, oh, she licked her glove. Oh, yeah, that's really uh -huh. gross. But... Yeah, like I'll I'll like lick my finger and try to get food off of, you know, my child's face or my husband's face, and <laughs> and you catch yourself and you're, you're like you do it instinctually. You just you don't do it. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> to be I mean, fair though, she is a zombie eating brains. I don't think you can go uh, much lower than that. So perhaps that wasn't even a thought process in her head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lab, lab violation number one, don't eat the corpse's brains. <laughs> That's a big problem. Uh, the major Clive reporter debacle is a really nice bit of dr personal drama, and the house shootout sequence is terrific. Suzuki's corruption is a great slow-burning plot point, and Alex Ponovic's Julian is just perf uh, perfect. Yes, definitely. Um, 
uh, dead air. Some makeup props person did a really good job at the burns on the corpse. Love the radio studio sequences and Aaron Douglas's Chuck is deliciously slimy. I was a full-time member of Team Rayton. Oh boy, that's another shipper name. Rayton. Rayton. It's Charles Crabarty. Okay. It's Javi. <laughs> <laughs> I was a full-time member of Team Rayton from day one. So it's great to see that storyline starting up. Major's descent into darkness continues to go down Liv's road of good intentions. I like how you phrase that. Nicely structured mystery sequence with a couple of red herrings. The Suzuki Blaine sequence is a scene as creepy as all get out, as is seeing Blaine coming to Lowell's elevator. Take care, Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. Yes, lots of cliffhangers set up, and uh, we'll talk about how it all pays off next week. Tia, thank you very much for coming on to the iZombie podcast with Robin and, well, with us. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's been a blast. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, You you want to give it another plug before you go, before you take off? Where where, where can we find you on the uh, internet? You can uh, find me, A, on Twitter, at TC underscore Stark. You can also go to iZombieSupportGroup.com. I write for them. And once this show, iZombie, comes back, we'll definitely be doing more articles on the actual episodes and all that other good stuff. Woo! Awesome. Awesome. Uh, And, uh, Steph, anything else you want to talk about before we go? Uh, I don't think so. I love putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, yeah, we never, we don't have our uh, cleverly written uh, uh, leadouts uh, like we usually do during the, the on season. So maybe we'll have to do that again. No, too much work. We'll, we'll start it up again in season three. <laughs> All right. So next time on our podcast, we'll be discussing uh, Patriot Brains and Mister Berserk. So look forward to. Pretty intense time. Um, do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? That is a good question. I just asked myself. Um, uh, do we have a guest? We don't a have guest? a guest. We don't no have a guest? guest for this for that week. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, you know, send send lots of feedback in, folks. We're gonna want to hear. Your uh, second reactions to uh, watching this. And if you skip over this next episode, we understand. Uh, (laughs) So uh, until next week, uh, see everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at I. 
Goodbye, zombie love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!